0: Hi, my name's Seth Brown. I'm the creator at Upward Arrow, where we believe technology should be beautiful, natural, and sustainable. Thanks for watching or listening to this podcast. This is our third podcast, although it's probably the first for many of you. In this podcast, I'm gonna tell you what we've been up to at Upward Arrow for the past 10 years or so. The story of Upward Arrow begins, like all great stories, with a quest for the truth. On the Media Ecology listserv, Eric McLuhan suggested that someone recreate the famous experiment of Herbert Krugman, which tested whether or not Marshall McLuhan's theory that the medium is the message was true or false. Krugman used a simple EEG system to test whether or not his secretary reacted differently to different types of media. He intended to prove Marshall McLuhan wrong, but instead came to believe that McLuhan was right. The medium is the message, and it has more influence over us than any of the content that we ever perceive. Now, Krugman's study wasn't the most scientific, and so Eric wanted to recreate the study in a more scientific way. At the time, I was experimenting with technology and thought, wow, this is a great way to bring together my passion for media studies as well as my passion for technology. Of course, they are very much one and the same when eric put the call out over the listserv i took up the call as did gregory o'toole now gregory had access to a clinical eeg device via a relative who worked at a hospital and was able to test the same type of content on different devices He used, as I did in the study I would subsequently run, James Joyce's Dubliners as a tribute to Marshall McLuhan. Now Gregory had the printed material, a Kindle, and also looked at a screen. The difference in brain activity that was measured was not too significantly different between the printed copy and the Kindle, and we can talk about that in a moment. There was a difference though between the printed copy and the screen. Unfortunately Gregory was limited for time and wasn't able to fully explore that difference. I also wanted to confirm Marshall McLuhan's theory And so I pursued the same approach, this time using an EEG device from a company named Emotive. I spent a long time confirming that the signal rate and the quality of signal from the Emotive device was clinically acceptable. And it was. So I set to work creating the experiment. For our experiment, we had a printed copy. We had a copy on a screen with only the words on a white background. Then we had a copy on a, a web page with links on it. And finally, we also looked at a copy on a smartphone. The data showed that the brain activity varied significantly Based on the media that was being perceived. Bear in mind, this is all the same content. This is all Dubliners by James Joyce. And yet, the level of brain activity from printed Word to a screen to the web page with links to the smartphone was constantly ratcheted up. At each of those levels, there was more and more brain activity. Taking a step back, to consider Gregory's experiment and the slight difference with the Kindle, the way that the Kindle device works with e-ink is that light reflects off of the e-ink in the same way that light reflects off the printed page. So the level of brain activity, the perception there is very similar. Now, of course, we wanna be careful about aligning brain activity with perception directly. However, we are starting to see an indication of a possible correlation. And if we consider the difference between paper and the screen, the screen is projecting light into the eyes instead of having the light reflected off of the page. And that makes a difference in the level of brain activity. And while not shown in this particular study, that difference in perception on light reflecting versus light being projected also makes a difference in how we perceive that content. Now, looking at the brain activity alone, it continued to get ratcheted up with the web page with links, and then finally with the smartphone, which showed the highest level of brain activity. Again, this is all the same content. And so, We had proven Marshall McLuhan's theory again, and this time in a more scientifically accurate way. And also, Krugman had arrived at the correct conclusion, despite using a more limited data set and a more limited EEG tool. So what does this all have to do with the technology? Working in the technology industry, I became acutely aware of the amount of e-waste or electronic waste being generated, and I set out to make a difference. I formed a laptop recycling company, and we recycled over seven tons of laptops, computers, and electronic devices. Truly though, it was a drop in the bucket, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized to stop electronic waste, we would need to go to the source. Manufacturing, use, and disposal are part of a whole life cycle of computing. And to really make technology sustainable, we need to start at the source, manufacturing more sustainable technology. Considering this, I created and built a prototype for a sustainable PC. Although there was limited interest, I did learn one important lesson. With an existing supply chain for PCs, laptops, and even smartphones, it would be almost impossible to completely change the existing supply chains of personal computers or other devices like smartphones. To truly create sustainable technology, we would need to start with the next technology and bake sustainability in right from the start. And so at that very moment, the EEG study using the emotive device and the pursuit of more sustainable technology came together. At that time, Upward Arrow was truly born. Considering the types of brain-computer interfaces or EEG devices that were available, there was a lot of work that needed to be done. Current devices are worn on the head in a way that seems almost like something from a science fiction movie. In addition, they don't allow for easy detection of signals through hair or other types of head coverings. Many people have awesome hairstyles and certain people like wearing certain head coverings or hats or whatever they would like. As a result, the brain computer interfaces that are available now will never gain mass adoption. Instead, we need something even better. And that's what we're building at Operator. A brain computer interface device, a human centric device for detecting the signals from the human body. Instead of positioning it on the head, position it around the neck. You see, The brain, in many ways, if you would consider it, the Acropolis or the city where all the activity is occurring, well then consider the neck, the main highway or the main waterway or the main canal leading in and out of the city. Certainly by tracking signals there, we could gain access to much of what was going on in the city itself. And so it is the same with the neck. To prove that there were signals available in the neck required not only another clinically accurate device, but also an ability to verify those signals versus the noise and ultimately confirm, yes, there are signals available. Now, Upward Arrow does not claim to be the first company to introduce a brain-computer interface. However, the one that we're developing is the one that you'll truly want to wear. In the next episode, we'll talk about more of what we've been up to and where we're at with our current data analysis and signal acquisition. Until then, thanks for watching or listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a great day.